Welcome into this week's edition of The Left Turn. I am Jacob Blair, here to talk everything racing and Again, unfortunately, still stuck in the virtual world due to COVID-19. But after an Easter weekend that saw the NASCAR Invitational Series for iRacing take a break and just the IndyCar race got back to both an IndyCar and NASCAR race this week on the iRacing platform, the IndyCar race again on NBCSN and the NASCAR race on Fox and Fox Sports 1. But with that, some good racing this weekend with, with both series is, as drivers are starting to really get the virtual world of racing figured out. They're starting to, to put together some better races. Not near as many crashes, not near as many incidents. Still a little bit of drama there in the NASCAR race between Matt Benedetto and Ryan Priest. Get to that a little bit later, but... We'll start with the IndyCar series, but before we get there, really no updates on terms of where we are at scheduling-wise for either series. Everyone now kind of just waiting in that holding pattern to see when and if everyone can get going. NASCAR did officially postpone the Martinsville weekend of May 8th and 9th, so now looking at May one week later race date as that. However, I think personally, opinion-wise, probably looking at the World 600, the Coca-Cola 600, to get the season started on Labor Day weekend in a best-case scenario, but that's not for me to decide. And until that decision is made, we do get virtual racing again. It's it's not the real thing. You'd much rather see all these these top level drivers in their their real race cars. But if that's not possible, I, I'm more than happy to to watch virtual racing and especially knowing what the drivers go through racing virtually myself. So we'll we'll jump into the IndyCar race and kind of talk about how that one went down on Saturday. Kind of a fun event went to Twin Ring Motegi and a racetrack in Japan that the IndyCar series used to visit. Danica Patrick got her one and only IndyCar win at that racetrack. Have not visited that track for several years. I kind of haven't gone out of the country. IndyCar used to, to run some races out of the country, Japan being one of those at this racetrack. A mile and a half long oval, a fairly flat oval, and also oblonged in shape. Turns one and two a lot wider than turns three and four, so have to be good on both ends of the racetrack. And in the IndyCar event, we're, we're starting to see some new players up at the front. At the beginning, it was it was the iRacers. It was the Felix Rosenquists, the Sage Caroms up front, Will Power, a, a normal face up at the front of the pack. But then one week ago, we saw Simon Pagano get the win. Dale Earnhardt Jr., the NASCAR driver, came over and ran his first IndyCar race with the IndyCar series there on iRacing. He finished third. So starting to see some new players and in this one, it was a battle up front for much of the race between Scott Dixon, Will Power, and kind of throw a Jack Harvey in there as well. But Scott Dixon missed the first couple of races as he was waiting on his you know, rig equipment to get to his residence. He was able to get that and now it is really quickly kind of got to and figured out the iRacing platform and the sim racing and was able to, to lead 13 laps and was in a, a fierce battle with Will Power. Jack Harvey led some laps as well. Uh, the the other Another key and fun story is Robert Wickens, again on those hand controls, got those a couple weeks ago. He got the pull for this event and was able to start out front and lead the opening lap and 
and was a had to make a, a big time save there early and then clawed back for a fifth place finish. Sage Karam, the winner of the opening race, he had issues in qualifying, did not post a qualifying lap time, but in the end was able to run up and finish in the seventh position. But up front, Scott Dixon, Will Power, those were the two it looked like were going to battle for the win, but however, a lapped car and Oliver Askew got involved with those two as up there as well. You had the driver of Scott McLaughlin won one one two weeks ago. Last week it was Simon Pagno with the win, but Scott McLaughlin got the win one week ago. He was battling up front as well. So Oliver Askew trying to stay in the lead lap. Some contact was made. McLaughlin ended up wrecking. Will Power ended up with some damage. And through all of that, Simon Pagno ran top five for most of the race, but he snuck through and picked up the win at Twin Ring Motegi. In the Firestone 175 on Saturday, led eight laps and picked up his second win of this IndyCar virtual racing series. For Simon, if someone was keeping track of points, IndyCar isn't officially doing so, but he would be your points leader right now after the 24th place finish from Scott McLaughlin. Next week, IndyCar will head on over to the Circuit of the Americas and run at Coda. So two Road courses, two ovals, now we'll head back to a road course. At the beginning of this, IndyCar was set to run six races, so only two races left in this. I would not be surprised to see if that is extended whatsoever. Moving over to the NASCAR side at Richmond and the Toyota Owners 150. So 150 laps. This one did go to overtime, so it was a 154-lap race. Ryan Priest ended up with the pole in this event. Priest led a good portion of the first part of the race, leading 59 laps in total. But in one of those longer green flag runs, ended up kind of using his stuff up a little bit too early and started fading. That led to some some incidents there later, but it was William Byron that took the lead and really dominated the race from that point on. Ended up leading 94 of the 154 laps that ended up being run. So Byron ends up with the win. His second win of the the NASCAR Pro Invitational Series. Timmy Hill, who has not really finished outside the top three as of yet. He finished in the second position. Parker Kligerman, he finished in third. And at one point, I thought he probably had a a car that could get up there and win. There was some pitch strategy where after uh, an incident, everyone but William Byron really came down to, to pit lane. Eric Jones and Christopher Bell were the other two that stayed out. Uh, and, and you wonder if iRacing is anything like the, the real life strategy plays a big role in everything. And really the, the drivers of Bell and Jones staying out helped Byron run away before Hill and Kligerman could really start chasing him down. And William Byron was well on his way to a win for a late race caution came out and that forced a green white checker finish. But William Byron was able to get a good restart and then get excellent launches off the corners on the final two laps and ended up with the win. Landon Castle ran up front all day, picked up a fourth place finish. Kyle Busch was fifth, Denny Hamlin sixth, Eric Jones seventh, Dale Earnhardt Jr. in eighth, Bubba Wallace ninth, and Brad Keselowski in the tenth position. As these drivers will continue, there's no really set specified situation into when the races on iRacing will stop for NASCAR, but we do know they will head to Talladega next week, so we'll see some pack racing at the big two-and-a-half-plus-mile racetrack. Beyond that, a little bit of drama today at Richmond between Ryan Priest and 
Matt DiBenedetto. DiBenedetto running the race in his giraffe onesie. And no, I'm not making this up. Ran two weeks ago in only his underwear. So uh, Matt DiBenedetto keeping things kind of light and fun for everything. But kind of ran around the top 10 most parts of the day as Ryan Priest was fading back. Priest cut off DiBenedetto. And Priest spun out later. Priest, he got retaliation and wrecked Matt DiBenedetto. And Matt decided that uh, he did not agree with the intentional wrecking, did not agree it was warranted. And, and then he went and waited for Ryan Priest to, to come around another lap and then intentionally wrecked Ryan Priest. So Matt DiBenedetto was parked for the remainder of the race. And then there's been some uh, fun quarreling on Twitter after the race. I think it's all in good fun from Matt. But... It's the the one thing about the virtual world is we uh, a lot of drivers deciding to use their race cars as weapons, which I guess is fine when you can just hit the reset button and and hopefully we don't see any of that spill over to real life. But uh, I I guess don't upset a guy in a giraffe onesie because that that's what Matt DiBenedetto did today. Again, William Byron with the win in the Toyota Owners one fifty as. Again, NASCAR will head to Talladega for the NASCAR Pro Invitational Series IndyCar at Coda next week. And that'll do it for this week's edition of The Left Turn. I'm Jacob Blair. Be back next week to continue talking about everything in the virtual racing world before we get back on track in real life.